the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. And welcome. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a lovely couple. I just love these two, and I know you will, too, if you don't know them already. We have Keith and Iris Archuleta in the studio today talking about all of the uh, amazing things that they are doing in Contra Costa County and the Bay Area at large. Um, I'm going to take a moment to just share a little bit about each of them um, this morning and how just all the various ways that they are blessing people, uh, like I said, throughout the Bay Area. I'm going to just talk a little bit about that first, and then we're going to talk about a few really cool projects that um, I've had the opportunity to partner with them on. But first of all, Keith, uh, welcome to the show. Keith is uh, the president and CEO of Emerald HPC International uh, LLC, which was formed, uh, formerly known as Emerald Consulting. Some of you may be familiar. And he and his wife founded this uh, this group in 1992 to improve the lives of people, create healthy organizations and build sustainable communities. And uh, Keith, just to give you a little bit of color about Keith, um, and there's so much I could say, but he's the winner of the 2012 JFK University Corporate and Community Diversity Award. Um, and he and Iris there are leading a capital, capital and community development strategy of the Northern Waterfront Economic Development Initiative, which we're going to talk about later, as I mentioned. Uh, you know, we're going to kind of dig in that. But professionally, Keith has a master's degree from the School of Business and Professional Studies at USF. Woo, woo, my alma, my, uh, we are alums. Yes, we are. And, uh, <laughs> and two bachelor degrees from Stanford. Boy, I so, I mean, there's a ton of also just here in your bio, my goodness, a ton of organizations that you have provided oversight for, uh, currently serving on the Antioch Redevelopment Oversight Board, uh, CSU East Bay Gateway STEM program as the chair of Contra Costa Community College, Citizens Bond Oversight Committee, and I could go on and on. There's a lot in this bio. My goodness, Keith, you've been busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us, you know, Keith, you've been doing this for a while, right? This is, this is, you know, looking back to 1992, you had this heart, you and your beautiful wife and tell me, uh, where did this all start? How did you start to, um, dis- how did you decide that you wanted to improve the lives of people in this way? Well, first of all, I'm just I to say, you know, God is so good, um, my life when I was a, a, a child was really tough. We lived in the projects in Denver, um, moved to North Carolina when I was a kid. I worked in tobacco fields as a kid. So I've kinda, and I'm kind of, I'm Latino and black, and so I got kind of caught it on both sides, right, mm. and, um, in, in terms of the struggles in this society. 
and I grew up right at the end of the uh, modern civil rights movement. Uh, would have, you know, really a beneficiary of that, of all of that, and um, you know, was was uh, president of the first um, integrated. Uh, I was the first uh, pre- uh, single president of an integrated high school in North Carolina mm. um, that, that had just integrated in the late 60s, early 70s, actually late early 70s. Wow. I didn't get the memo about Brown versus Board. Mm. <laughs> and so, you know, those experiences really um, challenged me, right? We also had um, troubles in our family. My mother, you know, struggled with alcoholism. Um, we were abandoned when I was 12. I went to live with an aunt and uncle in North Carolina. So while there was these challenges, there was also these amazing um, benefits that, you know, that came our way. And what I mean is some things could be could seem as though they're meant for bad, but it turns out they're meant for good. I had a loving mm-hmm. aunt and uncle who raised us. Um, I was able to kind of uh, you know, learn about these struggles, but, but also be protected in some ways you know, uh, in the midst of all those different things that people were facing at that time. I ended up going to Stanford University right from North Carolina hmm. um, and so began to really learn about the, the struggles of people. And I really had a heart. I don't know if it was all the things I went through, but God had always given me a heart for people. I wanted to make a difference. I, I decided early on that I really wanted to do something that would make a difference in the world. I uh, wasn't saved. I didn't know the Lord uh, until really I was in my um, 30s. And when I came to know the Lord, I also started Emerald, Emerald Consulting, which was at the time a consulting company, and our slogan was um, Whole People, Healthy Organizations, and Sustainable Communities. And uh, met Iris around the same time. She actually weren't married at that, at that time. We just had known each other. We were great friends. She knew the Lord. She was always praying for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, she, she, but she worked with, we worked together when I started Emerald Consulting, and one of the first contracts we had was in the arts. It was in San Francisco. We, were, we brought arts education into every elementary school and every child development center over a five-year period. It was about 73 elementary schools and wow. 35 uh, child development centers. We, we worked with um, the schools and with the uh, artists themselves. We, we trained the teachers on how to develop curriculum that could use the arts and how the arts could really help engage students in non-arts-related classes, math, English, history, all of that. And that was great. So from then on, I mean, we've just been blessed. We've never really uh, advertised in a lot of ways, to, you know, in, in any way to get clients. To, if we've ever advertised, it was mainly because we did a promotion for another event or an activity, and we just let people know it was Emerald, Emerald Consulting. Uh, but over all those years, um, and then when we came Emerald HPC International in 2012, by 2012, we were having clients in the United States, overseas. Uh, I'll let Iris talk more about some of the work she was doing that actually got us national and international um, attention because of the work, and, we, and it brought us international um, uh, partners uh, around our work. What I'll say, though, is that the core of what we're about is really helping communities to be transformed, to address issues that people face. Uh, we take, we're a business, but we've always taken on issues, and I shouldn't say but, I, said and, I should say and, because the reason we started as a business, we didn't want to be a government or nonprofit entity, because we wanted to have the freedom to choose where we worked and to do the kind of work we wanted and not to be uh, hampered by, you know, all the rules and, and uh, constraints of being a nonprofit or a government entity. But we've ended up working with a lot of government and nonprofit entities and other businesses to help transform communities. Um, we do work that a lot of other people don't want to touch. We do work that's not very, would not normally be um, uh, lucrative. You know, we pick issues that are not going to make us rich, but that are going to help change things. So, for example, we've done work with reentry. We developed the reentry plan here in Contra Costa County, in East Contra Costa and Central County. We've worked around um, various issues of community development. We did a work with um, San Jose uh, with something called the Mayfair Improvement Initiative, all the way leading to recently over the last few years with the whole waterfront initiative, which, which we'll talk about later. Um, I'm also now working here in Antioch with the Antioch Community Foundation. Um, I've been uh, selected to come in, who have been contracted as our business, 
but we're really playing the role of uh, developing the foundation to really be of service to the East Contra Costa region, um, to work with donors and work with nonprofits to really strengthen the safety net out this way and to uh, be a, be, create some productivity among the nonprofit sector by providing, getting resources and getting um, capacity building training you know, for them. So, you know, it's been a range of activity, but again, the heart of it all is how do we uh, work collaboratively to really identify solutions to problems. And, and what we found is that the, the, the problems are caused by people, <laughs> and so they can be solved by people. That's and right. many problems are caused by policies, and so therefore can be caused by better policies. Mm. And so we try to strengthen organizations. We try to strengthen the capacity of the community to really rise up and to identify problems and to change the, the world around us in a positive way. Awesome. 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 So a few things that popped out in what you shared. And, and um, I'm so excited because I've just learned a ton. First of all, I did not know this is a, an ignorant uh, comment, but I'll just go make it anyway. I did not know they had Project Denver. So aha for me. I did not know that. <laughs> so every time I think about Denver, I think about skiing and snow and, <laughs> and it's fancy. Denver is fancy. I never think of Denver and Project. So now you've opened my eyes here. <laughs> You know, and I don't know if the, the Stapleton Projects are still there, but they were the Stapleton Projects in wow. uh, North Denver. And uh, I think, you know, in the bigger cities of the country in the 50s, 60s, uh, as we came out of segregation, one, unfortunately, the, the bad issue around policies was that governmental policies were kind of pushing people into, um, you know, low-income housing. Low-income housing, and not, yeah. encur- not encouraging uh, mm-hmm. people to buy houses. Right, right? So yeah. That part of the segregation. Yeah, what's happening in Denver, too. Wow, 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 wow. And then the other thing is I always wondered why your last name was Archuleta, so now you help me understand that. So so, so that's really important. So uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a really quick break. We're going to ca- come back with Iris, who's going to shed some more light on that beautiful moment when you two became friends and also all the wonderful work that she was doing at that time. We'll be right back, and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Keith and Iris Archuleta, who are leaders in the Bay Area doing transformative work to really make an impact to lives of underserved and under-resourced community groups. And um, just a little bit. So in our last segment, we heard from Keith about what his why is and 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 what he's been doing. Some of the great things that uh, that he and his wife are are work doing or addressing here. And before we dig into one of those projects, which we're actually involved in as well, um, I'd like to introduce uh, Keith's wife and just a wonderful uh, woman leader here in the Bay Area, Iris Archuleta, uh, co-founder and principal of Emerald HPC International LLC as well, and the architect of the Emerald's trademark, uh, trademarked High Performing Communities 
framework, HPC. I, I definitely want to dig into what that is. But just to give you a little more color about her experience, she has a degree in political science from California State University, East Bay, and a law degree from JFK College of Law. Um, and she's been 30 years in the field um, doing marketing, doing community and project development, strategic planning. And she's really recognized as a strategic leader in a variety of areas, but also a woman with a heart of gold. And so I would, uh, and by the way, um, I always say when I see you guys, you guys don't know this, but privately I'm all relationship goals because those two, the way they honor each other and then the way they speak about each other is always a delight to, to listen to and to watch. So thank you for modeling that for, um, you know, my husband and I have been married for four years. And so we, it's just it's very inspiring to see you guys work together as such a great team. So tell me, Iris, you've been doing this for 30 years now. Uh, you know, what's your why? Why are you doing this? Why are you so invested in the lives of of, of the people in the communities that you serve? You know, it's interesting. I, I think what inspired me to do this work is my own background. It, it really did. I, I started out, it's amazing. Keith and I first met each other. We had no idea that we had very similar backgrounds, issues with our mothers, um, the whole bit. Unlike Keith, I didn't go directly to college. I ended up, because of the problems in the household with my mom, I ended up a dropout, um, going back later to school and getting um, an AA um, from San Francisco City College, but at that time... Hey, me too! To- woo, woo. See, we're Yay! all there. My goodness, this is awesome. <laughs> go ahead, Iris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I get excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it was really interesting. I um, It was amazing. God has always been with me and done amazing things. Um, as a dropout, he went the city college, ended up graduating number one in my class, but wow. um, actually caught the attention of the president of the college um, I will, and uh, my counselor and also the financial aid officers, people who I will never forget because they fundamentally changed my life. I was very insecure, um, was afraid of where to go next. Um, also, was pretty nationalist at that time. I had grown up in household. My mother was a, a panther in the whole bit, so I had grown up kind of with the, the lie that um, that diversity was something that couldn't really happen. So they took me out. They wanted me to go and check out Stanford, and I told them there was no way I was going out there. I wouldn't be accepted. Those people, blah blah blah. And so they said they were going to take me to lunch one day. Elizabeth Armstead, said, uh, my counselor, Rosa Perez, who was the president of college then, said they were going to take me to lunch, but instead they kidnapped me and they drove me to Stanford and told me they wanted me to meet this young man. And I went to meet him, and it turned out to be Keith. And we immediately started out in combat because we were very, very similar that way. And because of our backgrounds, um, you know, we're a little distrusting. But um, fast forward, you know, God bless me to graduate number one in my class from City College and then also from Cal State Hayward and then also from law school. And I I, I actually got my start. It it was very strange. Before I even started at uh, Cal State Hayward, I had become homeless. I was living in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, car broke down in front of in front of the campus. Um, was blessed because a woman um, came out of her. The, I had asked if I could use the phone to call somebody, and she let me use the phone. She asked me what was wrong because I was in tears. I told her she gave me a place to stay, and I learned from her. It for this woman to take me. It's kind of what I consider just broke down, useless person, and uh, give me a place to stay while I went to school really inspired the part of me that wants to, that sees, that sees the need of, of people like me mm. and, and want to change it. I've said it a million times. I've told Keith over and over, if God would just give me $500 million, I would just change fundamentally change this whole dog our country um, for people <laughs> like that. Yes. And, and it's been really interesting, even before going back to college, um, even before going back to City College, Honest to God Truth, I met a woman named Peter Pinson who uh, worked with women entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that I wanted to start a business, didn't really know what I was doing. She liked my energy. She, um, she, so she introduced me to the president of the board of Wells Fargo Bank, who took an interest in me 
and I started my marketing career then because he actually hired me um, in order to launch and uh, do a revitalization of the Mission Bayview area where Wells, uh, Wells Fargo had its bank. And um, I, I literally, my career has taken off from there, and it's always been a combination of passion for people and really understanding um, my background, Keith's background, but also at a very early age being given an opportunity that was impossible, a, a high school uh, dropout being brought in to head up the transition mm. of a market area for a bank. And so that's just inspired me. And I've just wanted to do the same thing for people. I believe now that people can do anything because if I can do what I've done, right. anybody can do it. Yes. And Keith has been my inspiration. I, I after he's, he's the one that's always been, I'll, I won't tell him this often, but he's really the brilliant one. <laughs> you see, so back to making uh, the relationship goals here. <laughs> you guys are always complimenting each other. It's so sweet. I love that. I'm so glad we're getting this on tape. <laughs> you got it documented, Keith. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Well, my goodness, you guys are such a blessing to me personally. Um, and d just to hear your stories. Um, and many, uh, Iris, by the way, so many parallels in both of our stories. It's incredible. I know that we have, we definitely uh, were meant to be together. So I'm super um, yes, grateful sure. for that. And, um, and y you know, I like you, uh, Keith, uh, when you know what it feels like to be scared, to be hungry, to um to be abandoned you just feel this strong um yearning to be that answer through of course the lord's strength uh for that yes. that next person right and to be that light that someone was for us right and yes. and yes. 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 and so you know genesis 50:20 all over everything that we're talking about here just so awesome we're going to take a break i want to talk i want to come back and i want to talk about before we get into the waterfront initiative i think it would be interesting to just explore a little bit about how you maneuvered through some of those traumas and how you know the resilience that you brought to it allowed you to complete uh, law school allowed you to complete Stanford. Um, you know, what was that like? And then we're going to talk, talk about a, you know, actual project that, um, that initiative that is really, uh, going to transform Contra Costa County. So, um, we will come back and thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. As you've heard, we've got an amazing couple in the studio today sharing their why and some of the initiatives that they're doing throughout the Bay Area to uh, to empower uh, the underserved and under-resourced. And with us, we have Keith and Iris Archuleta. And I wanted to talk a little bit. So both of you made mention as you went through, uh, you know, who you are and what you've been doing. Both of you made mention to... Uh, 
not without struggle, but gaining access to this higher education. And yet coming from these traumatic backgrounds um, where, you know, mom was an alcoholic or where you had to drop out of school, where you were homeless, uh, where you were living with maybe loving family, but away from your parents. Um, and, And I wanted to just ask you how, you know, how did you uh, cross, you know, how did you keep on keeping on? How, you know, how did you not quit or do something different or maybe fall prey to um, the same things that your parents were struggling with? Tell me, tell me about that. Okay, well, I'll go first. And the truth is, I really, in some ways, I didn't escape that I wasn't uh, as resilient as I came to be later. Mm. Um, the the toll of the things that had occurred in my childhood really kind of caught up to me in my twenties and thirties. Mm. Um, I was functional. See, the thing about me was, with a lot of youth and a lot of people who go through what I go through, uh, I can even use my my brothers and sisters, my siblings. You just never know how things are going to impact different people. Some people, when you go through those things you kind of find your strength and you, and you kind of get through it. Uh, you find the Lord through it. Those kinds of things can happen. But for others, it can be initially a setback, meaning that they, there's a lo- you feel lost. You're, mm-hmm. you're the prodigal child or you're the one who you know, has a hard time adjusting. For me, I was kind of a combination. On the outside, I was an overachiever, which is true of a lot of children of alcoholics. Um, I was an overachiever, so hence I got this answer. But that overachievement covered pain and hurt Mm. and disillusionment and lack of hope that I carried with me literally every day for years since I was a teen. I mean, in a lot of ways, I was still 12 years old in my 20s. You know, that happens to folks who are traumatized at a certain period. You kind of hold on to where you were at that period. I wasn't really mature in my relationships. I distrusted people. Mm. Um, I tried to overcompensate by being kind of a player, if you will, and not really being um, a person who would commit to relationships. And it all kind of dovetailed to me just really kind of having a little bit of a, somewhat of a breakdown, not, not overtly, because again, I, I had learned to function. You know, being a child of alcoholics, you, you're the one who still has to take care of your brothers and sisters when your mom's not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the one who has to make, make sure, you know, you get to school because you've got to look out for everybody. So, um, I, you know, most people didn't know what I went through, but in my life, I kind of got to a place where a lot of the pain kind of caught up to me. Uh, I was in a series of bad relationships. Um, that, that all culminated in me leaving uh, Stanford. It culminated around the same time as my mother's passing. She, um, I left Stanford one week and my mom passed away the next. Oh, wow. I was going through a whole lot of stuff. You know, it's kind of like a tale of two cities in my life always. I had just gotten my master's. You know, so I was ready to start my, I was really thinking about getting my, my business going at the time. I had already had this vision of having a consulting company. But I'll tell you, in the midst of me falling, kind of falling apart mm. and having to kind of start over, um, I found the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Lord came to me during that period. He healed me. I remember being at, at uh, church with Iris in San Francisco at San Francisco Christian Center, and I had come every now and then, and she had tried to read scriptures to me in the past, and I just felt like it was a waste of my time, and she'll tell you that story to the boy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I wasn't really ready. But when my mom passed, and when I made the transition from a place I had given so much to, a university I'd given so much to, and was ready to kind of start over with, with my business, um, I... I was there one day. I just come back from burying my mom in Denver and then came back to California. I was in church. Next thing I know, I'm up at the altar just crying. Mm. And I think I, cr- I cried out about 30 years of my life that day and gave my life to the Lord. And that's when I began to discover the God that I knew was, in, was there, that it had kept me. I began to understand that he's a God of restoration, a God mm. of forgiveness and reconciliation, clearly a God of new life. And so it, 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 I think God showed me when I started the company what he had placed in my heart already, which was I had already intended that this consulting thing would be a way for me to really get in there and figure out solutions to problems in communities. And I realized, you know, I'm, God, is, God cares for the least of these. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I realized, okay, I'm the least of these, and now he's calling me to minister to those who 
are the least of these, and to stand for those who can't speak for themselves or those who need a voice or those who just need a, a hand up. So that's my story. I mean, you know, I, I wake up every day just grateful of who I am versus who I could have been, and I'm grateful that I'm God gives us this work. I feel like, um, you know, I don't know if you ever remember the old show Mission Impossible. The guy at the beginning would be given a little... Um, a little um, assignment, and then you have to pull together the people who, um, you know, photos. You'd see photos of the agents he was going to pull together to solve the problem. And I always kind of fantasized I was going to—that's who I was when I was a kid. And so it's funny because that's what we get to do now. God gives us a, a problem, an issue. People come to us; they can solve it. He shows us who the resources are that need to be brought to bear. We work with those people. We work with the people in the community, and we solve problems. Um, but it's just a joy. Because, yes. you know, you, 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 the, the final thing I'll add to this is I've had a chance to do a lot of work with foster youth, both with Casa of Contra Costa County and other places. And even though I was never formally in the system, my uncle were my guardians, um, I really have a heart for those youth who feel like no one loved them, no one cared, that they were not, a, not, not loved. And I know God loves them. And so for me, just being able to see the faces of kids who we were able to get cost of volunteers for, or we were able to make a difference in their lives, and then find out later on what they're doing in their lives and how mm-hmm. uh, they're benefiting and, and taking care of other people themselves. I mean, just, I don't want to start crying now myself, because it's just uh, amazing what God does, and what He does yes. with nothing. Uh, and, and, and it's just amazing. That's all I can say. Yeah, no, I'm so glad you touched on this, because I think, um, I think there is this... Um, misnomer that just because someone has arrived at some level of success that they're somehow healed, right? And 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 I'm here to testify, and I'll, I think you just did the same thing that you can be. You know, I was one of the most successful people in with my kind of background, only because I over rotated to being an overachiever with all of my dysfunction and all of my pain, and I was I was determined to not have people call me a loser and, you know, and look down their nose at me. It was kind of like an angry, an angry success. (laughs) Let's call it that. I was like, you ain't going to look at me. You ain't looking down your nose at me. And so I, I did a lot with a certain bitterness and a certain anger. And it wasn't until I came to the Lord that I had this freedom and this joy and this love that allowed me to truly appreciate the success that I had encountered. Okay. We're going to take a break here. I want to hear uh, um, uh, also from Iris on this topic, and then we're going to talk about the Waterfront Initiative. We're just having too much fun here. This is just too good. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back, and then we're going to hear from Iris. Just just uh, hang out, and we'll be right back. Thanks. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. 
And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are again in the studio with Keith and Iris Archuleta, and we were just jabbing at our brother Keith uh, during the break, you know, because he, you know, he didn't leave enough time for his bride, you know, and so uh, we were just getting at him, and then I remembered I had a husband that might um, jump in on this a little bit later if I didn't cool my cool my cool my uh, my my engines here. So anyway, uh, so Iris, tell us about so you two had this adversity you were faced with um you but you were you were uh, you know obviously you also had the lord as keith mentioned you were already you know praying and and believing god but i wonder did you struggle did you have moments of disbelief did you you know did you did you um have bumps in the road as you went and navigated as you were homeless what were your thoughts your feelings i gotta tell you um I wish it was that smooth. You know, when I when I left home, it was because my mother hated me. I mean, imagine your mother hating your guts and mm-hmm. trying to choke you to death. And so when I when I left and when I was going through all that thing, I was I was angry. I was angry and I was desperate. And what I did was I turned to alcohol in order to kind of suppress that. Mm. I wasn't the pretty girl, so I didn't have boyfriends. I was just, you know, just kind of depressed and wild and out there and drinking and the whole bit. And the only reason I got saved, I mean, what I had a cousin, a little cousin who cried every day and begged me to go to church. And I went to church one Sunday just so that she would stop asking me, stop bugging me. By then, I had not only, I wasn't only an alcoholic, but I had started to use some drugs. Mm -hmm. And I never will forget. That day I went to church, and I just went because she wouldn't shut up. I sat in the back, you know, and and all of a sudden, um, I just found myself, like Keith did, going up to the altar. The, the minister laid hands on me, and he prayed. And you know what? I just broke down, and I just cried. And honest to God, truth, I left out of that building that day, free from alcoholism, mm. free from drugs, Come on. free from all of that, and just really, really, really committed to finding a way to move forward. And, and my life is really a miracle. Um, and by the time I met Keith, I had already gotten saved, but I hadn't always been, and I, I struggled until the Lord delivered me that day. And he really delivered me from those particular types of struggles. And I had other struggles still of insecurity, of not being liked. I remember um, being homeless and, and trying to get to school when I first started and going to my church and asking for some help and being told that the church wasn't a bank and if the bank wouldn't give me a loan, why should they? So I felt rejected. I felt rejected and alone um, it, it, with ideas. But God had always given me visions and ideas, but I was too insecure to try to put them in, into place. And he's always given them to me. And by the time I met Keith and when we met, then I just started walking out on faith, and God has just seriously, everything he's told me to do, I've done, and he has absolutely knocked it out of the park. The Youth Intervention Network that was recognized by the United Nations is something that God told me to do. I thought it was impossible. I started, I, I put this thing together in my head. God gave me the gift of doing something called conceptual framework where I can do research. I can put things into place. I can create strategies. And I'm serious. This just came out of nowhere. We had no money, no nothing. We weren't getting funded to do this. To make a long story short, we ended up with 300 volunteers who got trained for a week and then certified by a gentleman from Northern Ireland who trained us and the volunteers in this, and we only met him because I went to try to get foundation money to try to help with this. They said they wouldn't give me money, but God had put it on their heart to send this guy out here, Colin Craig, who then, who then trained all these people. And then we ended up having the first hundred kids go from flunking um, one, one to less than one GPA to an average GPA of 3.5 to 4.0 and all going to college. This was a miracle. Mm. I didn't do this. By myself, that God has given me every single gift I have. Mm. He's given me every single vision. And I just learn. When he says do it, I just do it. And yep. God blesses me. That's right. That's, 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 
just a story. That's, yep. that's just the way it's been. And so taking that, right, so we, you and I have had many conversations about the Northern Waterfront Initiative, which, you know, we've had some stops and starts, right, along the way, and there's been points of, di- of, of disappointment and points of, uh, of jumping jacks, right, and hoorah. So, so I'd love for the um, listening audience to hear, and we, we have, you know, a, a few more minutes in this segment, and we can come back and, and share a little bit more if we need to, but I'd love for the audience to hear what is this initiative about and what do you hope to achieve with it? Well, the big picture for the Northern Waterfront Initiative is really, it began with the vision of actually Supervisor Federal Glover, who grew up in Contra Costa County. Um, He watched what happened when industry left the area and left people um, with low, um, either without jobs, some became homeless, the whole bit. He had always had this vision. And so Keith and I had been talking with him about it. And so um, and so we were asked to come in and kind of help with this. And so what we did is it's amazing how all, everything that God had given us in the background, all the research that we had done mm-hmm. um, through the intervention network, the work we had done in San Benito County, the work that we've done globally, it just all came together. Mm. We realized that what we had been taught was exactly what our county needed and that we knew what strategies we needed into place and actually to really turn the dial and fundamentally change the lives of folks. So, Keith, you want to... Yeah, I'll just add to that. that, uh, We were asked to develop a part of the Waterfront Initiative. There's something also called the Strategic Action Plan, which is really, that's not what we worked on. It's it's working with cities and the county to look at at land use and certain policy development. And so we contributed to that uh, process, but we were asked specifically to develop something called the Community and Human Capital Development Strategy. That mm-hmm. whole function of that is to make sure that as we develop the waterfront, we're really looking at human capital mm. and not neglecting that. Oftentimes what happens with revitalization, uh, economic development efforts, um, you get big money coming in. Um, you might want to bring in a large company, but local people are missing out. You know, it, 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 it gentrification, mm-hmm. you, it, folks could get trained for jobs. But they, uh, I mean, jobs can come in, but they don't have the training for jobs. So the key is we wanted to work on all those fundamentals that need to be in place as we develop the waterfront, making sure that we're looking at small business development and mm-hmm. entrepreneurialism, making sure we're looking at uh, technical training and other types of training in construction and other places. Um, some of the projects we've, uh, we've looked at have been the Contractors Resource Center, Renaissance Entrepreneurial center and of course love never fails with the IT uh, project you know the IT uh, is work because that has been so good about uh, getting folks who are um, uh, in need or who are underserved or who are at risk and, and transforming their lives and so we really want to make sure within this process we're connecting with other nonprofit organizations who can provide those types of we call them life skills and wraparound services to give people kind of that leg up as they get trained and as they connect. And that's what we love about what you all do. You know, it's not just the job training. It's the job interview skills. It's the clothes. It's the encouragement, mm-hmm. uh, all the technical and personal training that's required. So we're excited that we can uh, to, to try to find ways now because uh, we're still working on this. It's not like money's pouring in for yeah. that element of it, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's still tough work because it's not automatically um, – People don't see it automatically as an investment that's going to get a quick return. But it, if people are, are wise, and we're getting some folks who are seeing that, it's a great investment that builds deep. It's a deep investment that will build strong uh, trees, you know, standing by the water. Exactly. It can, can go on forever. And so that's what you all do. That's what we're trying to do. We're encouraging folks who are hearing this to, to think about how they can engage and involve themselves in a way that helps support this type of effort. It's going to really change people's lives. Exactly. Oh, yes. And, you know, I love it because you've worked in a uh, an arm or a pathway for people who are interested in construction, a pathway for small business development with Renaissance Entrepreneurship Center, and then a pathway for IT with Love Never Fails. And so, you know, and then I'm sure there are there's an opening for other pathways, right? I know there's some discussion about the medical field and maybe some farm yeah. development and, you know, uh, ag- agriculture. And again, it's, it's finding ways that the people that live there can contribute 
contribute to the betterment of the place that they live and participate in the forward growth, right? And so just yeah. love that that's your vision and that's Federal Glover's vision, a supervisor of Federal Glover's position and vision. And um, and that, you know, and, and it's been tough, but hey, we're, we're built for that, right? We're built for tough, right? So if you can if you can live in your car and you can be moved from house to house and deal with parents that are absent and addicted and so on, you can deal with the fact that someone is holding on to their money maybe a little too long and they need to just go ahead and cut that check. Right. My heart as you were saying, I was sitting there and not only that, um, and I understand growing up in San Francisco and the whole bit and understanding a little bit about Contra Costa County, particularly East Contra Costa County, there has not been a lot of experience here trying to do the things that we've done. Mm -hmm. And so where we've been able to do these things successfully in other areas, it's been very, very difficult for people to understand what we're trying, why partners like you and the others are important, the types of of things that we can do, the difference that we can make. You know, your husband Mm -hmm. uh, worked with us on Equip Richmond and, and look at the outcomes and and look at what's happened. We just have to be able to, as we're working on this, get it done. We have to continue to open the eyes of and the hearts of people. We can't blame them for not knowing what they don't know, but they've got to, we've got to continue to train them. We've got to continue to open their eyes Mm -hmm. so we can really do this. And Vanessa, I just do want to give a quick shout out to the John Muir Land Trust Family Harvest Farm initiative in Pittsburgh. They'll be launching in the coming uh, January through March period. But that's a great example of people getting excited. Uh, John Muir Community Health Fund uh, is going to is looking at supporting that effort. Um, but that'll be a great way for foster youth to get some job experience, but also you know for long for the long term connection to culinary arts and healthy eating, as well as um, you know how how to produce and package and sell uh, something that you create yourself. And so it's just a great part of everything that's going on. Right yes, now. It's, it's, it's so much. And, and we actually uh, just saw something come over from uh, Susan Kim uh, from the Family Justice Center. We're going to be having a an event there, um, a, a human trafficking awareness event on January the 24th. Um, there's, you know, there's just, uh, we're in conversation also with John Muir about doing some other innovative things. So I just feel like the time is now for Contra Costa County. The time is now and for East County in particular. There's a lot of investment there, and there's a lot of just just love coming that way. I'm super excited to be a part of it, super grateful to both of you. We're going to take a quick break, um, and we're going to talk about events uh, that are going on in the community. Um, make sure everyone gets an invite. And uh, so, yeah, we'll be right back, and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Um, once again, actually, I'd love uh, Keith and Iris. How can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you're doing? Sure. Yeah, the best way is to go to our website, um, and then we'll give a phone number as well that they can call. So the website is uh, emeraldhpc.com. That's E M E R 
A-L-D-H-P-C.com. And then you can call me at my, on my cell. It's our business cell number, 925-584-5944. And then we'll give you my email as well. Yeah. Uh, Keith at emeraldhpc.com. Beautiful. So there you have it. This wonderful couple, you could, I mean, there's, they can go any which way you can, any which way you need them to go in terms of, uh, you know, the, the experience that they have in this space. And so please do reach out and, and if you see a, a partnership or anything else there, and thank you again for being on the show. Um, we have a couple of events that are going on in the community. We want to invite you out on December the 20th from 12 to 3 p.m., 3.30 p.m., uh, to the Gateway on-site holiday extravaganza celebration with your host, Dr. Jessica Rodriguez. Um, that is um, going to be in Sacramento. Super excited. We just got all of our staff compassion fatigue specialized. And so um, that was through Dr. Rodriguez. And so we're going to be up there. I'll be speaking that day. And it'll be a, a great um, holiday celebration, Christmas celebration. So please join us. Also inviting you out uh, to join me for community prayer on I'm sorry, January the 5th, uh, that, and that would be from 4.30 to 5.36 at the uh, LNF Community Store, 22580 Grand Street in Hayward. Um, so if you're going to be around and you want to come and pray with us for the new year, we got a lot of stuff. Um, you should have heard in last week's uh, show that we expanded our house or got permission to expand our house from seven beds to 16 beds. So we are just going to be uh, moving into our new house on the 16th of December. And um, so please keep that in your prayers. And um, if you like to be involved in that in some way, like someone just called me and said, do you guys have Christmas decorations for the house? And I said, no. And there's like, I'm dropping them off right now. So if the Lord puts something on your heart to help us with, we'd love to have it. Um, also, just a couple of things um, to save the dates. Uh, Fight for Love uh, a Conference for uh, Survivors of Abuse, Domestic Violence and Human Trafficking is set. It is January 11th, 2020 from 3 to 5 p.m. at Market Street, Seventh-day Adventist Church in Oakland. Um, so you can find that on our website. It's going to be a great time of music, dance, and also a, a keynote uh, address from Dr. Rodriguez. Also, mark your calendars for March the 6th and through the 9th. I will be speaking at the Bass Conference. Um which is a Northern California church platform at Redwood Chapel in Castro Valley. I'll be speaking about human trafficking. I just did an education for 260 middle and high school students at um, Cross Point, uh, California Cross Point uh, Academy in uh, Hayward. So uh, if you are interested in educating the children in, especially in Christian and faith-based schools, because we're not getting those schools with our protect initiative, we're going into public schools. I just feel a burden to do that. So please, uh, if you want to do that, let me know. And then last save the date is May 5th through the uh, 4th through the 5th. I'll be speaking at women of Silicon Valley in Santa Clara, Santa Clara County Convention Center. Blessed to be with you all. Uh, love you guys so much. And of course, Yes, yes. Merry Christmas to you. And, and of course, those who are on the call, if you have not uh, heard it before, if you, if you need to hear it again, I want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up.